Greetings, adventurers. Before we begin today's tale, we'd like to talk about our sponsor for a service that is both useful and important. We speak, of course, of NordVPN. NordVPN is a virtual private network application, basically a magic item with infinite counterspell scrolls that can work against the scrying factions of the interwebs and various protective charms that keep your virtual communication pigeons and messages safe. In a technical sense, it establishes a secure connection to a remote server in the astral plane and allows you to access so much more content from across the world and greater multiverse. We set up our podcasting business while we still lived in the US, but after moving to Germany, we saw several problems arise we hadn't expected. Some of the things we needed on a daily basis are region locked to the US, like our banking. So we started using a VPN to securely log onto the banking website until we could talk to our bank about the issue. After two hours talking with them, their grand solution was exactly what we had figured out, NordVPN. But NordVPN isn't only a stoic bodyguard, it also has a fun side. Did you know that a large variety of entertainment is region locked, like your old DVDs? What's a DVD? Let's not make us feel old and instead explain that while you're logged into NordVPN, you can stream television shows as if you were in a different country. <clears throat> I mean, realm state. So you might have access to an entirely new lineup of great entertainment from services you're already paying for and subscribed to. NordVPN even unlocked a menagerie of new German horror content we'd never even heard of and are delighted to be enjoying every week. To get the best discount for your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash darkdice. Our link also gives listeners four extra months on a two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you've been thinking about using a VPN or are looking for a newer and safer way to utilize the content you're already paying for, or are really paranoid that the silent one is secretly reading your emails, give NordVPN a try. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Greetings, adventurers. We've just returned from our own adventures at D&D in a castle. Again, happy birthday, Joe Tullock. And while I was wrong last month, sales for our bonus round table at D&D in a castle in November, 24 hours of gaming in an actual dungeon are now available. I apologize for being off by a few days and confusing quite a few of you. Our table is more than halfway full, and November is our last planned event like this for the next few years. And our story is going to be a brand new adventure involving a mysterious village of artists. A quick reminder, we'll also be in London in May for MCM London Comic Con, giving panels and giving away stickers. And we have some fun announcements that will affect all of those listening. Next month, we'll be in Iceland for Hem and Athor's wedding. Again, we will be taking the month off, but we have so much more content for you once we return. Those of you keeping up with current events may also be aware that Wizards of the Coast recently released many of the D&D rules under the Creative Commons, meaning that we can now say words like halfling, dragonborn, and tiefling without a potential intellectual trademark infringement. Yay. So we're shifting a few things on our end and, and looking into previously unexplored paths for releasing our pen and paper Adventures. We have a lot of content we've already written, and we're going to find the best way to get it to you, and if there's interest, possibly in print form. Lastly, we wanted to thank you for your continued support and listenership. There are many D&D podcasts, many stories out there, many podcasts, and yet you continue to listen to ours, so thank you. Quite soon, this very year, we'll be hearing some more recent recordings from our D&D adventures, where my partner, Caitlin Statz, the voice of Sister Cavern's Fall and the co-creator of these adventures, started the CodeDM with me. As you'll hear today, we've had a lot of fun making these stories, and I'm excited to share more of it with you very soon. And on that note, let's get to the Riverside Inn. 
In the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. On a remote island in frigid Lake Superior, a fabricated creature birthed from the mind of a disturbed genius stalks the very people who created it. Ancestor by number one New York Times bestselling author Scott Sigler is a classic tale of science gone horribly wrong. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Shalis de Pace. Salis. Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek him? Do you seek the nameless god? You have found yourself among those who roll the dark dice. What you are about to hear happened long ago. A story brought back from the edge of oblivion, dutifully transcribed and enhanced orally to better captivate your attention. Previously, Rowena and her cousin Sindri met a terrible monster on the wrong side of the bars. Plan in mind, they sneak off into the darkness to rescue those in need. Dark Dice, The Long Road, Chapter 5A, Sidebar Skulk. Just outside the Riverside Inn, Father Sindri Westpike, tipsy from drinking, followed a sober and gaunt Rowena Granite Pike toward the stables to finalize their plan, to free the creatures of Ravage's cruel care before they could be sent to even worse fates south of the Bright Vale. Pulling her cousin by his shoulder, Rowena could smell the alcohol in his breath. I had let go of him, like, <laughs> like, push him away, let go of him, like, yeah. I'm sorry. Are you sober <laughs> enough to do uh, this? Because we need to go, go. Yeah, we have two extra horses. We should be able to get, uh, we should be able to get them both on horses. I'm actually sorry. <sighs> Let me wash my face real quick. He splashes water on his face. That's the water where the horses drink from. That was gross. <laughs> I regret this already. Don't worry about it. It'll just add to the illusion. And we need to deal with that guard, and then we need to get those people free. Yes. Um, do you have any plan for the guard? I... Uh, I'm more of a stand back and make plans and enact the non-fighty part of the plans. Do you have a plan? Well, uh, I can, uh, if we're lucky, basically free freeze his uh, body. I, I do believe he won't be able to talk. Yeah, I've got that too. You can say, like word like here and there and that's about it uh if we catch him with that we can simply gag him and update 
There are two guards here. The skittish one from earlier and the Brummel, who seems a bit cold and upset. <laughs> well, Westpac looks to Rowena. So, do you think it's time that Brummel joins the party? Absolutely. If we can get him out to play, that would be great. Mm. If not, I have whole person too. Uh, this is also the stupidest thing we've ever done. Are you sure we should be doing this? Because anything. We have our own problems. That girl does not deserve what the, they have in store for her. That's monsters. She gives him, like, the biggest smile. That's just all she needed. Rowena recovered for stress damage. Good. All right, okay. So, um, let us prepare the horses, untie them. All right, so we're going to do the freezing thing. I am going to tell Brom... Bromo. Bromo. I'm going to go tell Bromo that his boss wants him inside for drinking-related questions. Do you want me to do this? I think it's very smart that you do this. Father Westpike's half-closed eyes and rosy cheeks revealed, mm. despite the splashes of water, that he was a bit more drunk than he gave himself credit for. No, I think maybe you should do it. You're drunk. I am. <laughs> Just try not to use your real name. I am drunk, but I would like to warn you this. Like, you should remember not to use mine either. I don't remember ever lying. It's not be. that I don't. Do you know what? Go. I just give him a shove and a small of the back. <laughs> but like every time she's tried to shove him, she goes backwards instead. <laughs> Father Westpac isn't 100% on his feet, so he stumbles forward a little bit. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, Brommel! Hey, old man. The Brommel seemed glad to have a reprieve from his dull watch in the cold. I'm so sorry. Uh, Rafas has some uh, drinking-related question. He said that uh, one of the boys was, like, drinking wrong. I don't know. He said, you know something about this? Drinking wrong? Father Westpike required a deception check. 17, all in all. What was he trying to drink? The strong stuff that uh, they gave me and Rommel. Ra- I'm the Brommel. Oh, you're... Me Rafage. Sorry, I got your names mixed into a weird conglomerate of weird names. Your names are weird. You're weird. You're weird too, my little guy. <laughs> You're weird and good too. In his drunk state, the Brommel's large hand felt oddly soothing on Sindri's head. I'll be right back. You should uh, probably come with me. Uh, give me a second, I feel a little bit queasy. And I start walking towards the corner of the house. The other guard watched on as the Brommel walked toward the inn, his gaze now falling on Father Westpike. More of boredom than interest. Oh, I may be about to lose a drinking contest, friend. You'll be quiet about this, right? <clears throat> the Brommel passed from view around the building. As soon as I see him do that, I'm just gonna, like, mutter quietly under my breath, like, um, don't move a muscle, they won't be a tussle, and I'm gonna cast whole person on this person because I see how drunk he is. <laughs> he rolled a 15 to resist the spell. My DC is a 14. The guard was suddenly aware of Rowena's presence, and based on his expression, he likely understood that magic had been attempted on him. Hey, you! What are you trying to cast on me? And Father Westpike turns around and holds person. No, Sinaloto. Still value me no pity. Lord of Light, immobilize my enemies. With a resisting roll of an 18. Jeez! <laughs> I'm actually sorry. The guard began to screw ahead onto his spear, and combat began. Rowena, still confused why her spell did not work, was first to act. I won't be that honest. Fuck it. <laughs> I will cast whole person on him again. Look, it's getting to the end of the day. Won't you just stop and stay? The guard was not as fortunate this time. Yes, he freezes <laughs> in place. 
As the guard was screwing the head of his spear into place, he looked up at Rowena. What did you just say? Before his face froze in a snarl, as the harmonies from the lute and her words confounded, confused, and reacted with his muscles in a way that they simply seized altogether. I've got him! Do it! Do it! Do the thing! Give me a second. I want to see if there's, like, some kind of a trapping mechanism or something on the cart. Um, oh, 20 on perception. Noise. Yes, a noisemaker. If I dislodge this pin... <laughs> okay, we're in the clear. Do you have the... Does he have any keys? Uh, if uh, if he's not dealing with the guy, I will gag him, I will bind his hands at his feet, and then once asked about the key, I will basically pat him down for all of his shit. <laughs> Rowena's spell would only last a minute, well, so she quickly tied him up with a... Seven. Ah, no keys. From inside the cart, Father Westpike noted the caged creatures within, eyeing him with suspicion. I look to the, the, the cyclops and I go, dance! And then I start moving towards the other ones. Hoping that quiets it. <laughs> Ah, nasty thing. Uh, are the keys in the cart? What do I need to break this? The chimera's brown eyes glinted cautiously as the voice of her fage left its beak. I almost keep keys with me. Uh, dude is gagged, step one. Dude is tied up, step two. I pat the dude down for shit. Uh, alright. Uh, ten gold, fifteen copper, extra dagger, extra heads for your spear. Turns into a man catcher in a glaive. What a tool. You, sir! You! You, sir! You're a morty tool. The broest of broge, my gadgety boy. I don't touch his shit. I'm just gonna pat him down to see if he had anything of interest, but I'm taking that bag of... Oh, shit, that is not a necklace of jerky. That's a necklace of ears! Fuck this guy! And I'm gonna sock him in the face. Just like... <clears throat> you don't wear ears as trophies, no matter who the fuck you are. That is fucked up! And I'm gonna do three bludgeoning damage. Plus three for your strength modifier. Thank you. <laughs> We're gonna kick the shit out of this dude. Let's do it properly. <laughs> uh, Father Westpike's gonna, like, before, like he's running his, like, as he's getting his hammer ready, he says, "Does either of you know how to open locks?" And if he gets no reply within a second, he's smashing the kenku lock first. <laughs> Father Westpike found difficulty damaging the lock at all, as it was perhaps the most expensive thing in the wagon, and instead bashed around it, <laughs> bending the bars just wide enough so the camera could fit through. I want you to help me with the others. He helped the creature out and looked toward the next cage, but outside the cart. This dude is, uh, restrained? Bound, gagged, and restrained with rope. All right. And pickpocketed. I haven't pickpocketed it. No, I took his dagger. I did pickpocket him. That's right. <laughs> uh, I punched him in the face. All right. I drop the spell on him. I run to the door. I stand so I stand in front of the door. Uh, sorry, near the door um, to the pub. And I'm going to ready an action. Rowena quietly began to prepare magic in the event that the noise being made caught the attention of others inside. All right, uh, there's nothing else I can really give the Chimera to help it out, so I just, like, throw my shield at the feathered guy, and then I start bashing at the bars of the cage for the deep elf. Sindri, a bit more tipsy than he'd preferred, had difficulty repeating the same feats of strength as when he damaged the first cage, but he was able to create enough space for the Delvin woman to get out, thin as she was. He extended a hand to help her through. Come with me. We have horses. Okay. The deep elf took Sindri's hand and pointed toward the small furry cyclops in the final cage. Please, him also. I, I'm, I'm a swing my hammer. I'm, a swing <laughs> I'm my so hammer. happy. And I'm basically going for a corner of the cage. The idea is that if I hit the corner hard enough, it will bend inwards. Outside, Rowena saw that the guard was breaking free of her knots. Rushed as they were. 
Foxic. If I've noticed he's coming out of his ropes, I'm just gonna go and jump on his back. I'm gonna grab him by the back, like, knock his fucking helmet off. I'm gonna grab him by the hair on the back of his head and just, like, wrench his head back, like, really hard. Look, I don't want to kill you, but people just happen to die around me, and that's just... So just shut up, be quiet, and it'll all be over. Well, as soon as we've gone, all right? Because you're gonna have a pretty good black eye in the morning, so your boss is gonna believe you. And I get a 10 on intimidation. 21 to restrain him, which is better. For fuck's sake! Stay down and don't move! The man beneath her stopped struggling, but Rowena became acutely aware of a dagger at her throat. At my throat? From behind her, a voice spoke. Get off him, you bandits! <sighs> Lad, we're not bandits, they're slavers. Get off him! The pressure of the knife on Rowena's neck got tighter, not quite breaking the skin, but the threat was very much there. Rowena, unsure of what to do, let go of the guard's arm slowly. It unexpectedly threw her head back to hit the boy behind her and was able to get her hands between her throat and the blade, which drew blood from both but would not be fatal. In the same motion, Rowena was able to drive her shoulder into the boy and flip him over her and onto the guard, sending both opponents on their backs, wind fully taken from their sails, and the boy's knife scattering within Rowena's grasp. Still seated atop the guard, who had unintentionally broken her fall, Rowena quickly took up the boy's knife. Kids, they're slavers. You're in the wrong here. Ugh, can't hear me anyway. Both figures before her were down, at least for now, but the sounds of metal on metal within the wagon apparently caught the attention of others within the inn, and the Brahmel was seen in the entrance, two of the previously jovial men standing behind him, and the half-elf. Nobody move. What's happening here? At that exact moment, Father Westpike's final attack was able to pop open the end of the cage, and he was able to make an extra handle animal check after his previous botch. Ugh, Christ. Change its opinion, Sindri. All right, all right. Sixteen. Look at that. The furry cycloptic lemur raced past Sindri and hopped onto the leg of the Delvin woman, climbing up and around her body until it found purchase on her shoulder as she ran toward the front of the car, rifling through it and opening a secret compartment. Outside, the men stared down Rowena, while underneath her, the guard with the black eye struggled to grab for a glaive extension for his spear, which he intended to use as a dagger. I look up, I smile at the brummel, and I say, please don't tell my husband. <laughs> that would require a deception check. 23. The Brahmo blushed and turned away, inclined to believe that something sexually deviant was happening, but one of the men with him knew when things of that nature were being faked for some reason. Guys, she's <laughs> lying. Oh, damn it. Put your hands up, and you won't get hurt. This is your only warning. Can I see Sindri and the escaped people? Rowena was unsure, but knew fully well that she and her cousin had already prepared the horses for a swift escape, and no longer heard the sounds of metal on metal. Rowena slowly stood up from atop the guard, casually kicking him in the face one last time for good measure, as the boy slowly came to, dazed. I look at the guards, I have my hands slightly raised, and go to cast message to Father Westpike, and I'm gonna say, uh... Might be in the spa bother, Ron. I will catch up. I'm deliberately not looking in his direction. I sent the message back. Not leaving you. Be prepared. Westpike is now, like, shoving the delvin that started the rough rifling through the cart out of the cart, and he starts sprinting towards the stables, and he's whispering under his breath, I've got horses for us. Leave your junk. 
The woman glared at him, making one last grab for something before following Father Westpike and the Chimera, who was doing the best he could on his little bird legs. Aww. It was only 20 feet to the stable's entrance, but winded, tipsy, and with a bad knee, 20 feet seemed like a much longer distance to Sindri than he would have hoped just a few hours before. <sighs> yeah, that's a good point. Okay, we are going to come over there, and I'm going to restrain you. I that is what's going to think happen. you should do that. And I take a step back. The guard with the glive head stood behind Rowena, quickly affixing it to his multi-spear, hoping to block Rowena's means of escape, and the others began to circle around her. Okay, so I need you to know that uh, some of those merchants over there, uh, they're slavers. And uh, we liberated the slaves, not going to lie about that. Yeah. Nice! We're carrying prisoners of war and animals. We can clear it up after she's been restrained. Watch out! She's a caster! Father Westpike reached the stables unnoticed, thanks to Rowena's distraction. He hoisted the chimera toward one of the four horses, and the horse seemed briefly afraid of the creature until it produced a noise that seemed to calm the horse. Father Westpike finally placed the feathered creature into its saddle and gave him the shield. Ah, there you go. Now take it with you and keep it safe. Thank you. And I, I, I jump on my horse, grab the tame of Rowena's horse, and I'm running on the horses straight towards Rowena. And if somebody's in my way, I'm going to crash them down. And as soon as I'm within shouting distance, I have a sentence. All right, continue your lie. You have about another eight seconds to stall for. The guard said, This is your last chance. Hands on your head and get down. Uh, you see, I'm not going to do that because I really hope that you should know. And you'll get much better paid for it if you let a Thorin, my father, know that I'm alive. Rowena's mouth froze as her eyes locked with the half-elf scribe, oh, and she was forced to make a wisdom saving throw. Eleven. So embarrassing. And she was held in place. Fuck. Well, if it helps, Father Westpike, my arms are in the air. <laughs> And Father Westpike, leading four horses at full speed, could see his cousin within the circle of guards, moving in to detain her. I freed the Chimera! I just bought my cousin! Many things happened in the following moments. As Father Westpike and the horses surprised her would-be captors, the half-elf's focus was briefly broken, allowing the strong-willed Rowena to break free of her spell. She punched and kicked, and struggled free of the hands of the two men, kicking one of them swiftly between the legs as Father Westpike yelled a magically charged command toward the Brahmel, who began running straight forward, climbing through the other figures in his way, creating an opening for Sindri's horses. But Sindri did not care anymore about what might follow, and he had already begun the charge to rescue his cousin, willing to accept any incoming attacks meant for her freedom. He simply did not care, as the Glaive carved through the armor of his back legs, tearing into flesh and muscle. Rowena, who was stabbed in the shoulder for eight damage, failed a constitution saving throw, and as she was punched in the face, she began to feel weak. Right as the mob descended upon her, as she started to waver, her extended hand was grabbed, and she was pulled up and away from the throng, continuing past from the safety of Sindri's horse. One of the guards took a swing at the horse's legs, like a dick, but because the DM really likes animals, the steed was fairly lucky, and the blade did not connect. <laughs> the horses did fine work putting distance between the men and the escaping party. But for Rowena and Sindri, the questions of the present quickly became fears for the future, and what lay on the path ahead of them. Dark Dice, Chapter 5a, Sidebar Skulk, featuring Jeff Goldblum as the Silent One, Ethor Vitharsson as Father Sindri Westpike, and Ham Cleveland as Rowena Granitepike, also featuring the voices of Dallas Wheatley, Andreas Somville, B. Apaday, Tanya Milojevic, Florian Seitler, and Benjamin Chandler. This episode was produced and edited with sound design by Travis Vengroff. Mixed and mastered by Marissa Ewing of Hemlock Creek Productions. 
This episode featured music by Stephen Malin, Brandon Boone, and Travis Vengroff. To support this production and get access to bonus releases, music, world lore, art, and early access to future adventures and D&D materials, please join our Patreon at patreon.com slash foolandscholar. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram as at darkdicepod. This is a Fool and Scholar production. Thank you for listening. Father Westpike's gonna... Ah, Christ. <laughs> yeah. Free the lemur. I know, I know. If that's I'm not a euphemism. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Good, it's, it's, it's good I one. need to turn the heat down in this room, not a word of a lie. Carry on. A story of monsters, mystery, and myth. And the four adventurers who have banded together as heroes and as friends. And then he hears Val's voice from above, and then he basically feels better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who come together to make the world a little safer for their fellow mortals. Large creatures. Hody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We can't put yep. Hody in danger. Well, I guess it's hero time. Reckless Attack is a weekly, collaboratively built and character-driven D and D Fifth Edition actual play podcast. Join us at our table as we explore a homebrew fantasy world whose future is built on the mistakes of the past. A story of ultra giants and saints, legends and rediscovery, and stacks of frogs. Jackers is building his own Ewok village. <laughs> yes, <he is. laughs> uh-huh. Check us out at recklessattack.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.